Ciao Bianconeri! Hello, hello, hello and welcome everybody to the Bianconeri Show, episode 3. I am your host AJ and joining me today once again is my lovely co-host Martina. Martina, how are you doing today? Hey everyone, I am doing awesome as always. How are you? Good, good, good. I just had an espresso. I'm feeling alive again after a long, uh, hard day's work. But, you know, we're here recording the most important show on the internet. (laughs) We have a great show in store for you today. We'll be talking about the Asia Tour analysis, some new and exciting and not so exciting transfer news, and also some... Juventus Awake Kit, and other news. Just a lot of good stuff. So yeah, let's go ahead and start with the latest Juventus game, the final preseason game at the Asian Tour. Um, Juventus played the K-League All-Stars in a friendly over in South Korea. Uh, It was a 3-3 tie. Sadly, we were not able to get the win once again on this tour. So Juventus actually started with a 4-3-3, typical, you know, Sarri ball, Sarri formation, Chesney and net, Cancelo on the right, Delit, Rugani, and Berroato on the left, Emrechan, Pjanic, and Muratore in the middle, Bernardeschi on the right wing, Iwain center forward, and Mandzukic, Kind of playing a second uh, second center forward, but leaning more towards the left. Yeah, the game actually didn't start that great. Um, in the first seven minutes, K-League All-Star actually managed to score on us. Uh, an amazing, beautiful goal by Osmar. Yeah, that was a crazy goal. When I saw it, I was like, wow. He he got the ball in the midfield. I think it was Iwain that made the error in the middle. And then, Bad error by Iguain. Yeah, you know, he lost the ball in the middle, kind of like Rabiot in the first game. Um, but he got the ball and dribbled. You know, he had wide the space wide open. It was Delit and Rugani. Against three of them. Staying back. Yeah, they got hit on the counter. Um, three attacking them, three versus two. But I think Rugani kind of made a mistake there, not pressuring the player a little bit. Obviously, he had the Osmar had the, the pass on the right. But, I mean, that strike was just ridiculously was beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, and, I mean, there was not that much that could have been done since they weren't in the counterattack. But, damn, it was just a beautiful goal. But right after that goal, we managed to equalize the game with a goal by Muratore in minute nine. Yeah, so two minutes uh, after their goal... A minute and a couple, a yeah. couple seconds. It yeah, was less counting, than two minutes. Counting the time, you know, that it takes to get back to the center of the pitch and all that. Um, it was basically pretty, right away. Yeah, pretty instant response from Juve. They had um, a nice set of passes going through, and I think we got lucky on on the pass right before Iwain's Iwain assist. was like falling, and mm-hmm. then he managed to pass it. But it was a nice strike by Muratore. Nice goal. Nice build up. Uh, again, a little a little preview of what Sarri ball should be like. So that was nice to see, you know, Juve with the response immediately. Yeah, then we just went back again, you know, losing the ball and having some errors in the field. It wasn't it wasn't that good of a halftime, to be honest, by Juve. 
Yeah, it was not that great of a game, uh, especially in the first half, even in the second half. But we were getting constantly hit on the counter. I thought they were going to score multiple times. And yeah, I mean, we saw that in minute 45. Um, they got the second goal. It was pretty nice goal again. And um, did you see they did the the triple Ronaldo celebration? That was crazy. I was like, oh my God, what are they doing? <laughs> and Ronaldo was just looking at them from the bench. <laughs> yeah, he was just laughing at them, you know. In... I don't know if he was laughing. He was kind of <laughs> laughing, maybe like, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Actually, Cecinia, uh, the author of the, of the goal, he's Brazilian. And before the match, he was saying, you know, I really want to get Ronaldo's jersey and I have an advantage over all the rest of the K-League All-Stars because he actually speaks Portuguese. So we could actually see him uh, at halftime going into the tunnel talking to Cristiano. So Trying to get that jersey. Yeah, in the end he did. I think he posted a yeah, he, he posted did get a, a picture on Instagram or on Twitter uh, with Priceless. the jersey. Yeah. And it was pretty, I mean, good for him. You know, not, you don't always have the opportunity to get a, a jersey from Cristiano Ronaldo. And I mean, I've never seen another player that celebrates, you know, like that actually against Ronaldo. Yeah, especially <laughs> in a match against Ronaldo's exactly. team and three of them did it, did mm -hmm. the celebration. They had it planned. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, right after halftime, uh, sadly, five minutes later uh, to the start of the second half, minute 50, they scored the third goal. Um I mean, what can you say? We got hit on the counter so many times that it was expected to happen. But luckily, we got some changes in. Matuidi scored minute 78 with the header, put us 2-3. And then minute 81, beautiful goal by Pereira. Uh, he received the pass in the box, did a little, uh, we call it un ocho in Spanish. But all in all, it was a beautiful goal by Pereira. Who knows? Maybe he's giving a glimpse of what he has to bring to Juve. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we saw him last season as well play some minutes, and I liked him. So let's see. Yeah, he's still young. He still has time to develop. And who knows? Maybe we'll see him take lead of the Juventus midfield and attack. So the game actually um, ended 3-3, a tie for Juventus. Another tie, sadly. Yeah, sadly. I mean, I personally didn't expect it. I, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the last podcast, we gave our prediction and I said that I was confident. I said that it was going to be a 4-1 for us. And when I saw the 3-1 for the other team, I was like, oh my God, it was 4-1 for the other team. But yeah, I was, I was too much off. Yeah, I remember thinking that too, you know, thinking back to that you said it was going to be 4-1. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be 4-1, but for the K-League All-Stars. I was optimistic. I said 2-0, uh, two goals from Cristiano, and obviously he didn't even play a minute of the game, which was sad to see. It was funny because every time the camera would zoom in to Cristiano on the bench, the fans at that stadium, yeah, they were going insane for him. And I read the other day that, or actually today, that the fans are actually going to be suing because in the contract it was it's it was stated that Cristiano had to play uh, 45 minutes in in the game and obviously Sarri came out saying that Cristiano was tired and all of that but I don't know it's going to be interesting to see how Juve deals with that situation. Yeah, I personally didn't know about that, but I heard that that apparently Ronaldo was tired, so who knows? 
Yeah, hopefully he's he's he took those three days to off. relax. Yeah, and... to relax, and obviously Cristiano's Cristiano, and we saw that uh, the video that GIF that he posted on Instagram of him running on the treadmill uh, in his house. He's never, you know, relaxing. He's always grinding. Yeah, he he's always training. He's always looking to get better, and good for him. That's why we bought him. Exactly, exactly. That's where we spend we spend our bucks. But anyway, back to the Asian tour. Um, we played three games. First against Tottenham, then Inter, and this one against K, K- League. It wasn't an amazing, you know, tour. We didn't really perform as good. Of course, the team wasn't, you know together for a long time Sarri was only there for a couple weeks so it was not you know there wasn't that much of expectations to be honest but we lost a game tied against K-League and tied against Inter and then won in penalty so to be honest this was very very bad yeah sadly we haven't had any luck getting a win in this new kit Yeah, sad stuff. But on the bright side, we actually had an amazing announcement uh, of the new away kit in Shanghai at the Juventus Village. Yeah, it was an incredible opening of the Shanghai Juventus Village. Uh, It's an amazing little uh, space for Juve. It has the logo as the as the roof of the event and it had a huge stage where all the players came out showing the new jersey which i'm a i'm a, I'm a really big fan of yeah i personally don't hate it it's actually um very nice i haven't seen it in person yet but in the picture it looks it looks dope yeah i'm thinking of actually getting it um uh, i don't know who to put on it though either ronaldo maybe the elite or maybe Kellini. Damn, hard. Uh, I don't know. I think I'll go with Ronaldo. I told. I said that on your poll. <laughs> yeah, I put a poll on Twitter to see what people thought. A lot of people actually wanted the lead, but I don't know. I want him to prove himself before getting a jersey with with his name on it. Yeah, Ronaldo already played last season, so he already basically proved himself a little bit. So I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> But a lot of people have criticized the new jerseys, especially mostly the the home one. Uh, some love was shown for the away one, but I think you were just trying to do something different, you know. Juve is always trying to be, you know, a step further of any other club. Um, it's basically everything that has to do with marketing. So they are trying to market themselves as more of like a urban um, street life, you know, attire that. You know, you, you don't need to only pl- wear the shirts when you're playing football or sports. Also, like, when you go, I don't know, outside, you know, wherever you go, you can just put a shirt on and look look stylish. Yeah, they're trying to reach a, a new market, especially, I think, over here in the U.S. Uh, I think we, we stated this in the first podcast. A lot of people relate the black and white stripes to referees here. But it's nice to see that Juve are taking, you know, the urban step and urbanizing their uniforms a little bit to, you know, reach a, a better market. Yeah, and that was basically the entire point of the design of the Awaken. The white actually represents the urban building and the structures that surrounds the Allianz Stadium in Turin. Um, so basically, that's what they were trying to portray in that whitish collar of the jersey. That's a really interesting fact about the jersey. 
Um, I didn't know about that. It's cool yeah, that, you know, in addition to to Juve urbanizing their jerseys and all that, they're still including uh, part of, you know, their, the ground, their yeah. brand and their identity in the Allianz or J Stadium, uh, as a lot of people like to call it. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Good things to know, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. There's always a meaning or a reason behind what I they do. I do hope that um, that Juve kind of embrace their their history at some point, maybe the next season or the season after that, and you know release a jersey with the black and white stripes. Because as fans, I think most fans identify with those black and white stripes. And of course, you know, there's always the marketing standpoint and all of that and the jersey sales. But at the same time, we have to embrace our history and our past. For sure. I mean, we'll see what they come come out with. You know, I remember two seasons ago when they released the 100 years jersey, oh, yeah. Beautiful you know, jersey. Mm-hmm. so who knows? Maybe we bring something like that in the near future. Yeah. Bring back the stripes. In hashtag bring back the stripes. <laughs> yeah, their new campaign is hashtag or just be the stripes. So, you know, it's... it's a Because it's a, together we are the stripes. Exactly. That's their whole marketing standpoint. Um, I think that's also to contrast the criticism of getting rid of the stripes. But I think it's a good way to kind of get fans on board with the kind of new style and what the club is trying to portray and where football is going exactly yeah football is not only you know just football anymore it's marketing it's you know getting the most reach getting fans and all of this and including every year more people expanding of course uh how about we talk about transfers now Moise Keen. hot topic it's been a mess in the in the Twitter world lately with all the transfers going on, transfer rumors. I don't even know where to begin. The biggest, well, not the biggest, but the biggest move going away right now, and pretty fr- much. Well, not the second. Yeah, well, the first big offload, uh, Moise Keane going to Everton. Um, unofficial price around forty million, including bonuses. Uh, there's been a lot of prices being thrown around, but most of them stay consistent in that 40 million range. Um, Which is not bad at all for for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a young player. Obviously, he's not a starter at Juve, and he wasn't going to be a starter this year. He is a big prospect, which is why I'm, you know, I'm sad that he's going to leave. But, you know, he's going to go to a good club in the Premier League, which is a very tough league to be in. It's a very fast-paced league, but I think he can excel there, and he's going to get starting minutes. Um, he's going to get a lot of playing time. And I has, definitely see him playing there. Yeah, of course, and he has really good players around him. Uh, Richarlson from Brazil. There's Walcott, who has experience from Arsenal. So it's going to be interesting to see him there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, we will be following him and keeping up with, you know, his growth over there. I think it's been a tough move for all Juventini, though. Yeah, it's a little bit a controversial first move that we decided to make. You know, I know that back in April there were some talks that Keane wanted to go or we wanted to sell him it wasn't very sure what was the issue but it was a little bit expected for him to leave i know that a lot of people 
are not happy that he goes because, you know, he is a very good future player. You know, there's a lot of potential on him. But I personally am very happy that he left. Of course, if I had to be selfish, I wanted him in my team just because he's young. But if we think on his side, he's going to be, you know, in the bench and not play at all. So if he has that playing time at Everton in a good team, then it's going to be good for him. Yeah, it's sad to see him go, of course, but I mean, I'm happy for him because he's going to be getting playing time and that's what he deserves. He's a great player with great potential and that, you know, all that he's missing is that final leap to get into a good role and to get into, you know, a good form. And who knows, maybe Juventus will bring him back one day. Yeah, I'm not super happy that we do not have that buyback clause that I was hoping to get, but... I think everybody was hoping for a buyback clause, especially for him, you know, such a, you know, young and talented player. But um, Juventus has the first option, so if anybody makes a bid on him, we we are able to match that offer. And, I mean, you and Everton have good good relations, so... I don't expect there to be a problem if in the future we do want him back to um, to be able to get him. Yeah, for sure. But if a team, you know, offers a tremendous amount of money, you know, they're not going to be like, hey, can you match that? Or, you know, it's going to go to the other team. Not necessarily. I mean, I think Everton will call you and say, hey, you know, we received an offer for 70, 80 million. And if we're willing to match it, then I think he would be happy to return to you in the future you know obviously depends on all the background of this move but I think you know he loves Juve he's a Bianconeri he's been a Bianconeri all his career so who knows hopefully in the future he can grow and become that star number nine star forward that we need yeah for sure but we will see that later on and for sure we will be following him in his adventure in the Premier League and whenever something happens on his side we will report it over here Yeah, speaking about forwards, the biggest and most talked about transfer uh, as of right now, the possible Dybala for Lukaku swap. It's been a a tough few days hearing these news. Uh, At first, we thought it was just a ploy to, you know, mess with Inter and get them. Which would have been fun. Yeah, I mean, it would have been fun to see them spend more money than, than Lukaku's worth. But apparently, UA management is serious about this swap deal. And sadly, it's going to be, if you know, if reports are correct, it's going to be a straight swap without UA receiving any money, which I think is ridiculous. It's a complete loss on our end. I mean, yeah, we're losing, you know, Dybala, who's been with us for years. And we're getting a player who hasn't had the best two seasons at Manchester United he had a couple good seasons and as good seasons at Everton which is why he sold for so much but United have a history of overpaying for players and I don't know I don't know what Juve Juve management are thinking in in bringing Lukaku in I have no clue what they have in mind they always end up coming bringing someone you know crazy that we never actually believed it would be crazy but Lukaku, I don't know. I mean, we watch a lot of Premier League games um, on our spare time, so we see him play. But I don't see a player worth that much as they are, you know, selling him for and that we are planning on buying. Yeah, I definitely don't think he's worth the same as Dybala. 
Um, sure, Diwala had a, an off season last season. But also, this, Lukaku had an off season. Yeah, but. of course. But even you know, prime Lukaku would maybe be worth the same thing as Diwala. I don't know. I just don't see Lukaku fitting into Sarri's plans. You know, he's a big guy. He doesn't have that great of a touch. He doesn't have that great of a pass. I just don't know. And I don't know if Sarri is involved in this transfer at all because I don't see him playing, you know, in, into Sarri's system. Juventus has been looking for a number nine, you know, that killer number nine. But I don't know. I don't see it in, in Lukaku. No, definitely not. I mean, there are way more better number nine out there. Way better. I mean, I personally like Icardi better than Lukaku. Yeah, I even too. like Manzukic and Higuain way over Lukaku, you know? Eh, that's a little bit of a stretch Okay, for me, but at least. at least we don't have to sell Dybala, you know, for a player like him. And then we, we still have uh, Higuain, we still have Manzukic, and then we're going to have Lukaku. Then we're going to have three players where two don't want to, you know, it's going to be a mess. So, yeah, it's going to be a mess. And we are selling Dybala. I mean, it's, it's Juve right now are a complete mess. After such a, uh, such a strong start to the transfer market, you know, bringing in these defenders that we were missing, now it's become, you know, we're going to sell Dybala, which I wouldn't have a problem with selling Dybala if we're going to bring in a top, top player. But yeah, to bring like in Pogba Lukaku, or, you know. Yeah, I mean, Pogba, Eriksen, anything like that. And if it's to balance the books... Then, okay, sell Dybala, bring in Eriksen, who has one year left on his Tottenham contract. And, you know, I'm I'm betting that Tottenham are willing to sell him for maybe 50 or 60 million, considering he only has one year left on his contract. And, you know, rather than letting him go for free next year. And Eriksen himself has said that, you know, he's ready to, to bring on another challenge. And maybe Juve can be that extra challenge that he needs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I personally really like Eriksen. I would love to see him at the club way better than <laughs> Lukaku. But yes, I mean, it's it's been a couple of tough days um, in the Juventus world. A lot of people, you know, are taking sides. Um, there are so many, you know, Dybala lovers out there. Yeah, there are a lot of people that love Dybala, especially since, you know, he said he wants to be the next Del Piero with the number 10 and all of this. I think he has a lot of potential. We saw that against uh, in his game with Argentina against Chile, that wonderful goal that he scored. But I think he has to be played in the right position. And if Sarri's not willing to play him in the right position and, you know, he doesn't fit into Sarri's plans, then what's the point of keeping and letting him, you know, waste his talent on the bench? He's 25 now. He's turning 26 in November. And honestly, I think he also deserves a chance to be that star player. If it's not at Juve, then it's not at Juve. And I think fans have to understand that. But I just think, you know, Sarri is going to make the team that he wants. He's going to be playing the style that he wants. And if Diwara doesn't fit into that style, then what's the point of keeping him? When we can sell him and, you know, get a, a, a better player, a star player. Yeah, I mean, he Sarri has been saying how he would like to have Dybala play, you know, either false nine or um, behind the, um, two the, the two strikers. So if Dybala is willing, you know, to play those roles and sometimes play a role that he doesn't like and he's not comfortable, then he has to do it. If he's not, you know, willing to do it or, you know, there's something else in there that we don't really know, then... We can't waste time on him, you know? Yeah, of course. You know, Dybala is due back at Torino on August 5th. 
but apparently he's going to be there tomorrow on Thursday to train with the team and to talk to Sarri, kind of figure out, you know, what Sarri's game plan is and if he's part of, if, if he's even part of his plans. And I think, I think Dybala doesn't want to leave, you know. I mean, he said that. He doesn't want to leave. Yeah, I think Juve, I don't know if they're forcing him out because of the comments that he made in April saying that maybe he wanted to leave. And But I think, I don't know, Juve has backed him since day one, since he's been at the club. And I think if he shows true desire, you know, of wanting to stay and wanting to play under Sarri and if Sarri has him in his plans, then why not keep him? You know, he he obviously loves Juventus and he obviously loves being in Torino. So I don't see I don't see why, you know, shipping him out to bring Lukaku in. I don't know. I don't see how that fits anybody's plans. I mean, that swap, I think that it's pathetic and then every single way, you know. So let's let's think about selling Dybala without bringing Lukaku in like would you do you think he should go out like be sold or what do you think I think that it all depends o- honest on, opinion I think that it all depends on Sarri you know Sarri has a specific way that he likes to play and he has specific players that types of players that he likes and if if Dybala doesn't fit doesn't fit those plans then you know get somebody who does fit those plans at the end of the day I think Juve's main goal is to win the Champions League and to keep winning Serie A and hopefully win the triplete, the triple. But, you know, give Sarri what he needs at this point. For sure. And also, I think it's what I think. Okay, that's this is my personal opinion. Um, So please be respectful out there about it. But I think what Sarri is basically looking for is that Dybala steps up as a player. He's been acting a little bit, not childish, but not that responsible in the last few years, to be honest. Um, He hasn't been performing regularly in some games um, because of some personal issues. Um, Before it was the girlfriends. Now, who knows? Now, you know, he hasn't been playing in Copa America, he only played a, a couple minutes, not that much. Only the last game he really played. And he's been on holidays for forever. If, you know, all this craziness has been happening in Calcio Mercato, they were saying, okay, out, out, blah, blah, blah. And he's still in holidays, enjoying his holidays, partying, and okay, he has that time. But if he really wants to be in Sarri's plan and really cares about his position and his passion for Juve, and that he wants to be the next you know, legend for Juventus, he should be there, you know, with the team, training and all of that. That's I mean, my opinion. I don't know. I think the players deserve, you know, their time off. Everybody in the squad who, all of the Europeans, they had their time off. And the South Americans, you know, we just saw Betancourt and Cuadrado get back to training with the team. But both of those players played all the games. Yeah, but... How many minutes did Dybala play, you know? It's not It's not, It's not. not because of that, you know. He, he still has to train with Argentina. He still has to go to the games. He went until the last day, um, you know, until he played. And he didn't start his vacations until after that. Alexandro is still not back. Obviously, he played a little bit more minutes than Dival in the Copa America, but I think the Anyone. player. No, I think the player deserves his vacation. He's stepping up now, coming back early, like five days early. Still, early is early. You know, Alexandro's not going to be back before his due date. So, 
We I don't think, even know where Alexandro is. He's like super like out of the world. Yeah, he doesn't pose. I haven't and... seen anything on Alexandro in, since the Copa America final. But I think Dybala is, you know, it's a good step for him to come back early and try to speak to, to Sarri. At the end of the day, I think it's going to depend on him whether he leaves or not, if he's willing to stay and willing to put in the work and willing, you know, to, to fit Sarri's system then 100% stay. You know, he can be the next Del Piero. And I think the fans want him to be the next Del Piero. I mean, I want him to stay. Don't get me wrong. But I need him to step up. Like, I can't have a player that is not really, you know, fighting for his position, showing in every single minute that he plays, showing that potential, showing that grind that wanted to like play yes i want to be the next you know the next legend of juve of course he doesn't show that he hasn't been showing that that's what i want from him yeah, that's what last, i'm expecting the last year that he played it wasn't great he didn't show you know that that uh that fire in him to want to play and score goals and all this and we all know that he had some problems with allegri and okay you can have all those problems but then you cannot go into field whenever he puts you in and not show anything. You know, you have that moment that you can shine, that moment that you can prove him wrong, but I don't know. I he brings also, all those problems in the field. I think also he was misused on the field. You know, maybe Sarri in that in, the, in that false nine role, he can shine even more. We saw it with Argentina. As soon as he was played in that center forward role, you know, a, a brilliant goal he scored against Chile in the third place game. Yeah, I was very happy and for him. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I got excited to see him, uh, to see him score that goal, and that's what he's capable of. Especially after Sarri saying that, you know, he wants Dybala and and Douglas Costa in the center of the team alongside Ronaldo. When he scored that goal, I was excited to see what he can bring to the season, and now it's. I don't know. It's a big mess over there. I just really hope we don't bring Lukaku. Yeah, that's... I don't want Lukaku. I mean, it's not that I hate him. I just don't think he's a good fit. Like, I don't think it's a good fit for the team and for Serie A in general, for Sarri, just everything. And also the prize that's involved, involving Dybala in this. I don't know. Apparently now there's also, there's also rumors of Man City going back in for Joao Cancelo. Yeah, I don't like that either. There's, we're we're um, selling all the bad, the no, I'm sorry, all the good players. I mean, why, why, why are we yeah, doing this? First Keen, now apparently Dibala. they want to sell Dybala. Now apparently they want to. They're back for Cancelo. Honestly, Cancelo, you know, despite that video of him during training being not lazy, caring, yeah, <laughs> not caring about the training and all that, he was one of the best in the in the Asian tour. Yeah, he always performs, you know, very good. And that's something that I want to see, you know, on the field players that put their 100% every single minute when they are playing. If Cancelo, you know, doesn't do that because he wants to leave or, you know, he wants to make more money, who knows the reason, then, okay, you can go. You know, I want players that play my team that want to play, that want to win, that want to, you know, put their 100% in every single game. If Cancelo doesn't want to do that, then the door is open for you to go. Of course. And I mean, I think he doesn't want to leave. I think if we do sell him, it's again for that plus valanza. We need to balance the books. But I don't know. I, I, I don't want to see him leave because if he leaves, we have to replace him with someone. And at this point, there's pretty much nobody on the market to replace him with. The good thing is that the Premier League window closes next Thursday. 
the transfer window for the Premier League closes next Thursday. So there's not too much time to make a deal, but City are apparently pressing again for him. I don't know. I don't want to see him leave, but we'll see what Paratici and Nedved come up with. Yeah, I don't want him to go. I mean, there's I don't I can't even think of a real, you know, good person that can replace him. I can't think of a name. Yeah, me either. Like, a, you know, a, someone that can be compared to him. But no. I really hope that it, it doesn't leave. Same as Dybala. Now, I haven't heard much about Icardi in the recent days. Apparently, if Lukaku does come to Juve, then Icardi will be open to a move to Roma in a swap for for Jeco. Uh, but I don't know. Icardi's also, he's just kind of staying, you know, he's on vacation. He's not training with the Inter squad. He's kind of waiting to see where he ends up. Um, I mean, he wants Juve. Yeah, he wants Juve, but, you know, it, it all depends on what Paratici and Nedved at the end of the day. Um, of course, every time it's it's all about them. We got to trust them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they've done their work on the defensive end. Now it's time to figure out the rest. <laughs> what Juve is going to do. Even in the middle, I think they, they did a great job, this great job, this transfer window. Now it's time to figure out the attack. Because we cannot go into the season with Cristiano, Manzogic, and Iwain up top. I mean, it's going to be a disaster, in my opinion. Well, we, we also have Douglas and Bernardeschi. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. Douglas, I'm really excited for. I'm really excited to see Douglas this season. He's so pumped. He's training, at, you know, he's been training while the, while the team was in Asia. Now he joined the team in training um, in Torino. I'm really excited to uh, to see what he has to bring this season. I think he's going to be a key player in that attack. Um, I know that Manzukic and Higuain are still there, that we had talked before about them, about the potential offers that we had and stuff like that. Who would you sell if you only had to keep one of the two? If I had to keep one of them? Um, well, first of all, if I had a choice, I would sell both of them. But if I had to keep one, I would probably keep Mandzukic. One, because of the leadership that he brings. Two, because he's worth less on the books. So it's cheaper to keep him. Um, Iwain would bring more revenue, uh, in my opinion. And I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see either one of them staying uh, if it was up to me. But of course, it's not up to me. <laughs> but um, what about you? Um, I mean, I completely agree with what you say, but I think that Mandzukic is going to be easier to sell just because um, Iguain is just... I mean, we have offers for Iguain, and the only problem that we have is that he doesn't accept them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be very hard to sell either. I would like Mandzukic more just because he's always been there. You know, you can see when he scores that passion that he has for the team that I really like. And I mean, that leadership when he played as their as our captain, I mean, it's it makes me happy. But um, I don't know. I, I hope to sell both, as you said, and bring someone, you know, big. But to you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if we don't bring anybody in, um, I would rather keep Wayne just because I think he's more of a threat right now. Mm -hmm. uh, he's more of a goal threat. But I don't know. All we all we can do is wait and see what the management brings in. So, and in between Icardi or Lukaku, who would you like to bring? Don't think about the swap with Dybala. Just think. Yeah, if we were to buy if, somebody yes. straight out, mm -hmm. 
I would rather Icardi just because I think he's more of a goal threat and he's a better player. But I don't know. That's a that's an interesting question. What do you think? Um, also, I will also like Icardi more just because he he looks like he wants to play for the team. You know, Lukaku, I mean, I haven't heard anything from him. Okay, yeah. he accepted, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he never said that, oh, okay, I want to play for Juve. Icardi, is, he's like showing that he wants to play for us, showing that, you know, energy and that want. That yeah, I also just think that Icardi is more... He's better at shooting. He's he's a better passer than Lukaku. He has a better first touch. And he just has that killer instinct to go for goal. But I don't know. And he also has been playing in Serie A. It's, you like, know? it's like, which is the least worst player? Uh, for Juve, at least. You know, Obviously, they're both, they're both decent footballers. They're both decent number nines. But I don't know who would excel more in Juve. But anyway, we're really curious to see what some of you guys are thinking. So we're going to bring in a new segment called Fan Zone, where all Bianconeri can express their thoughts of what's happening at Juve. First, we have Farouk with his thoughts on the transfer market, especially with Keane and The rumored moves for Dybala and Keane seem to have disappointed most fans. I've been trying to separate my affection for these players with what may be the reality of learning a club like Juventus. I'd like to think that the primary driver behind these deals is the need for Plus Valencias. However, if that's the case, I'd rather resell Pjanic for a capital gain and buy someone like Christian Eriksen. While I'm not sold on names like Lukaku and Icardi, in a way, I'm glad that the club seems to be able to make hard-nosed decisions about big players. I was concerned after Maratha left, we might run the club into the ground by being way too aggressive. So I'm glad to see that we're still trying to be financially prudent. Hopefully, the management is being very deliberate in terms of putting to, putting together the strongest team possible, and even any painful transfers will result in the team being stronger down the line. Thank you so much, Farouk, for those great words. We appreciate you sending in your opinions. Um, I really agree about you know Juve being able to make those tough decisions and not being scared, you know, of what the fans are going to think or of what the players are going to think. You know, we got to do what we got to do to make the team the best possible. And I think in the end, the management has the best intentions in mind. So we're just going to have to wait and see um, what the team ends up looking like and what happens between Dybala and Sarri. I think it's up to him, his fate. So we're just going to have to wait. And now Juanjo with his thoughts. I have mixed feelings about Dybala leaving. I know he hasn't been doing well. well. Last year wasn't one of his best, but I'm sure, I'm sure I have high hopes for him. This being one of his best seasons. Um, this would be his fifth season. I read somewhere that he has scored 78 goals for us. In four seasons, that's almost 20 goals per season. Uh, playing as an attacking mid, seconda punta. Um, and this season, I think the Sarri ball is going to help him play better than he's used to with Allegri. I think he's going to have more regularity if he stays. But that's not our decision, you know. It, that's um, 
Paratici and Nedved's decision and also his. I hope Sarri uh, tells him that he's in the plans for Juventus this season and he stays, but you know, who knows? I think Sarri will tell him that he's on, in Juventus' plans. I think Dybala as a false nine <clears throat> could do his job very well, could score plenty of goals and might be the best decision for him to stay and ours to keep him. Thank you again, Juanjo and Farouk, for sending in your thoughts about what's going on at Juve. We always appreciate it. And if anybody else wants to feature on the podcast, be sure to hit us up on Instagram or on Twitter. Either message me at JuveAJ on Twitter or Juve.AJ on Instagram. And Martina is available at Juve Designer on all platforms. Or you can message our page at The Bianconeri Show on Facebook and Instagram or on Twitter at Bianconeri Show. Once again, you can catch the podcast on all your podcasting platforms such as Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. If there is any platform that we are missing, please let us know and we'll make it available. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Ciao, Bianconeri. Ciao, Bianconeri.